This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 66 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, Finding the Time with Emma Winter. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Equestrian Collections brings the whole universe of equestrian shopping to your fingertips. Visit them at equestriancollections.com. And also to Easy Signs Online, the number one farm sign company in the United States, and they make great Christmas gifts. Order online at easysignsonline.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. Sit on down and laugh till your poop Cause it's time again for Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop Stable Scoop This is Glenn the Geek And this is Helena B And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show On the Horse Radio Network Helena Glenn We're back Yes we are I'll tell you what. We have a great show today. Yes, we do. We have so much stuff on the show today. So I don't think we're going to have a whole lot of time to chat today, but we do have just a lot. Tell tell, tell everybody what's going to happen in the show today, and then I do have a couple things I wanted to chat with you about. Okay. Well, um, we're going to chat a little bit about time, um, more like how to find it so you can spend more of it riding. (laughs) Um, There's so many different tricks of the trade when it comes to shaving hours and minutes off your day. Um, Glenn and I are going to chat just a teeny bit about that um, or about the realities of finding time to do the things you love. But the highlight of the show is our guest today. Our guest is Emma Winter. Emma is a mother, wife, daughter, trainer, instructor, and four-star eventer. She's part of the super duo that makes up Wayfarer Eventing, uh, now based in Gloucestershire, England, if I'm saying that right. Gloucestershire, yep. Um, So Glenn and I are going to have a chat with Emma about how she juggles everything in her life so she can do such a great job with her horses. That's great. And we're also going to announce the giveaway winners. Remember the Equestrian Collections giveaway from from last month? Well, we've uh, chosen the winners now, and we're going to announce that very shortly here. But, you know, I first wanted to mention something that we are so excited about. And that is that we're pleased to announce that as of this week, thehorse.com, and everybody knows the horse. It's the place you go to learn about horse health. I I think it's a regular stop on – my wife checks the horse every day. I don't know about you, Helena. but Oh, yeah. I get daily emails. Yeah. So, you know, people go to the horse because it's really the trusted source for everything health related to a horse. And they've been around forever, and they do a fantastic job. And they're right here in Lexington, about two miles from where I live. And they're part of the Blood Horse Publications. And what what I'm very excited to announce is that thehorse.com is now carrying all of the Horse Radio Network shows. You can actually listen to them right on their website. They're right on their homepage. Um, And they're very excited to be bringing all of the shows over to the horse. And the reason they're doing that is they're wanting to expand out now beyond horse health and get into other areas of the horse world. And they're really using our shows as a catalyst to do that. So we're very excited about that. I spoke for a couple minutes with the editor of The Horse, and I wanted to just uh, let everybody hear that because uh, they're also very excited about having us as on, on, the, on their website as well. So let's, let's listen in. This is Glenn Geek here from The Horse Radio Network, and I am on here with Kim Brown, who is the publisher of TheHorse.com. Hi, Kim. How are you doing today, Glenn? Good, and we are here to jointly make an announcement that we're both very excited about. That's right, Glenn. Well, you have, uh, uh, we have been talking for the last couple of months, actually, and we're very excited to announce that thehorse.com, as of this week, is beginning to carry all of the Horse Radio Network uh, shows right on your website. That's right, and we're really excited to bring these entertaining educational audio podcast to the horse.com users. It's not something we've had before available, and these are such quality products, we felt like we had to go on and get them started for our users. 
Well, that's great. And you, you have them all on the homepage there, which is pretty cool. And you're, you're carrying all five shows. And we're just very excited to be part of the horse. The horse has been around for a long time, right? You're part of the whole blood horse family. That's right. The horse has been around for about 16 years. Um, it started as a small publication newsletter, and then we purchased it um, back in 1994 and have turned it into the place to go for horse people to get education. And, you know, you've been known for, the horse has always been known for, my wife checks it every morning, um, but has always been known for horse health topics. Why is it, we don't do a lot on horse health, obviously, with the shows that we have currently. Why is it that you wanted to pick up the shows and so that people could actually listen to them on your website? Well, Glenn, we have focused on horse health and we're going to stay on the focus of horse health but all of our users have said look we love coming to the horse.com we love looking up all this great information it's like our library that we can go to but we trust you all we want to stay here and do other things so we had started launching blogs and some other things where people could interact with us more and the podcast just seemed a natural extension you know with the the news tips that you have and uh, the stable scoop, especially with the world equestrian games coming up that we have followed quite a bit from the horse.com. Um, so our users have pretty much said, hey, we, we want some more things uh, that we can interact with you about. And that's one of the things we're doing with the podcast is that the users can get on and they actually are set up so that not only can they download them uh, like they can from your site, but they can also comment on them right there on the blog. Well, that is one of the neat things, is they can comment and actually develop discussions around them right here. And I think that's one of the exciting things. And I have to compliment you and uh, your geeks. You did a great job setting up the pages. They're very nicely done. Well, thank you very much. We have some great people here. Kim and Chad worked very hard to get uh, to get these pages, uh, the templates set up and make them very friendly and usable. If you've never been on a podcast before, I think it's going to be really easy to click and listen or download it right to your iPod or your phone and take it with you so that if you're out in the stable cleaning stalls or hauling buckets of water that you, or even driving to and from uh, the stable, you'll have some great entertaining and educational podcasts to listen to. Well, that's great, and we do appreciate it. We thank you very much uh, for, for, for putting the shows up there. It's, it's very exciting to we, – we have a large listener base uh, to begin with, but it's very exciting. We know that this is just going to enhance it. There's a lot of people that have not heard about our shows, and, and through your website – and, and that's one of the cool things about the horse.com that's different than other websites is you're not discipline specific. You're not, you're not English or Western specific. You really hit everybody, don't you? That's right. I mean, we, we keep a pretty close tab on who's on our site, and we have over 200,000 unique users every month coming to the site, wow. and it's growing between three and 7,000 people who register every month to come in and read the articles and get our newsletters and watch our videos. We have long-form videos and short-form videos. We have PDF download fact sheets on, on all types of topics, and you know, we've got men and women and pretty much any discipline, any horse breed that you can think of, because we all are about the horse. I mean, that's what's passionate to all of us who are on here. And that's one of the great things we like about the podcast is that you bring a lot of people who, you know, love the horses. You take them that one step deeper. If I'm into dressage or if I'm into eventing or if I'm interested in the world equestrian games, that just gets us one step deeper into that relationship. And we, we think that's wonderful here at thehorse.com. You know, we, we've actually, in recent months, because now we've been around long enough, we've been doing this for over a year, we have, we have over 200 and I think it's 80 now episodes of the different shows out there. And it, you, people are starting now. We have the shakers and the movers and shakers in the industry are now starting to contact us because there's one thing radio can do that that uh, I'm not picking on print here. I'm just it's a, it's a difference is that they can actually come on a show and express the point they want to express and people get to hear it in their voice. It, it's it's one thing of reading a quote, you know, that's that's quoted. But sometimes, you know, the the players, if they want to get their point out, they really want people to hear it in their voice with their inflection, with their passion, you know. 
And that's absolutely correct. And again, a video, audio, all those new media modes that as horse people were sometimes a little slow to adopt, but we think the podcasts um, will follow right along with the, the video population explosion that we've had. People just really love to be able to see and hear and touch and feel like they're part of that relationship. Well, that's great. Well, we do appreciate it, and we're looking forward to working with you here going forward. Well, I know we're going to be working a little bit together on the uh, World Equestrian Games. Of course, we do the 2010 radio show, and you guys are, are, are developing quite a section on your website for the games, and we're both here in Lexington. So we're hoping to work with you closer on that as well. And before we go here, Kim, I also wanted to mention that everything pretty much on your site is free. You, you have to register, but that's free as well, right? That's right. It's a quick registration process. We want to make sure that uh, we have real live people that are coming to the site so that we can develop a relationship with them. But once they register, they can go on, they can sign up for newsletters, they can get onto the videos, they can get onto the podcast, they can listen to anything with just that one registration. Okay, great. We invite everyone to come over to thehorse.com and hear the radio shows and see what else we have to offer and you know make a comment on the shows and, and tell us what you think and what we can do more on this. But we're, we're really looking forward to this. All right. Thanks a lot, Kim. Thank you, Glenn. Isn't that exciting, Helena? Awesome. Beyond awesome. It is so exciting for us. We have a lot of new affiliates coming on that we'll be announcing in, in uh, the days and, and weeks and months to come that we're just so excited that all of our shows are getting the recognition and the listenership that they are. We thank everybody for listening. It's, it's wonderful to have you out there. You know, these shows wouldn't have become as popular as they are without you. So we appreciate you listening in to Helene and I babble on at times. And you went to Equine Affair, which is a huge thing in Massachusetts. It is a huge thing, and I went all by myself. Oh, you didn't even have anybody telling you, I'm tired like I do to my wife. I really <laughs> nope. don't want to stay till the end of the day. Nope. Do we it have to watch another only... seminar? <laughs> it was only... I was only able to go one day this time. And I, I have to say, it's hard to get it all in in one day. There is so much... Um, well, but that the place great is thing, huge. It's, it's huge, <laughs> and they have so many different things going on that you, you, you have to mentally keep shifting gears in order to get it all in. So I would definitely recommend um, going to the closest equine affair near you. Um, the one I went to was in Springfield, Mass. Uh, the, the best thing about equine affair is this. It's got everything in one place. So even if you only have a day or a couple of hours, it's such a great time saver. Talking about you know trying to get – I don't know, learn something or shop for something or share something, going to a venue like this, it's got everybody. You can, you can talk to people about pasture management, fencing, barn building, nutrition, um, rain gear, you know, boots, farm equipment. Any question that you might have about horse care, you can get answered at Equine Affair or, or, you know, or trade shows like Equine Affair. And I heard it was um, packed. It was, there were quite a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got there early and, um, you know, it was still pretty packed. And then, of course, by midday, it was just, you, you could barely move. Um, now, I got it a was, text from you during, while you were there Yeah, that uh, there's a guest you want to have on. So you must have seen a seminar and been pretty impressed. I was impressed. Um, Tommy Garland, who I had not heard of before Equine Affair, um, is... He's a horse trainer. Um, he didn't seem to tack any label onto himself. He, he, it's not, you know, a horse whisperer or, you know, uh, the, he doesn't fit into any one bucket. Um, general horse trainer. But he incorporated um, practicality, reality, and humor into his seminar that made it really fun and interesting. Um, and I learned a lot. I, I stood and watched for about 20, 25 minutes, and I learned probably three or four things um, tricks, tricks of the trade uh, that I hadn't hadn't thought of before. Now he actually I, does have a moniker, and it's on the side of his very fancy truck. Um, what uh, is tractor it? Trailer truck. It's uh, uh, CPR horsemanship, and it's oh kind, right, it, yeah. Uh, and I think but it's CPR, not like natural horsemanship. He doesn't, you know, he's sort of middle of the road, isn't he? Yes, he is, and uh, you know, he's also very popular because he's a good-looking cowboy, but. Um, <laughs> And he's funny. And he's funny. Yeah. And his CPR, in his case, actually stands for confidence, patience, and respect. 
Right. Um, so that's that's what he teaches, and he he is down to earth. He's funny. He doesn't come across as you know highbrow in any way, shape, or form. Right. Um, and he doesn't tend. What I've found about Tommy is he doesn't tend to make you feel like you don't know what the hell you're doing. Right. Um, which is very nice because sometimes you know you can you come away going, well, geez, you know. <laughs> so with him, I think <clears> it's a little yeah. different. And and if and and. Uh, he does have a great website too. It's TommyGarland.com. So we'll have to get a hold of Tommy and see if we can get him on the show. Yeah, That'd I was. Fun. You know how hard it is for me to be impressed, but I was impressed and mentally engaged for twenty five minutes, which is practically impossible. Yeah, which, with your ADD, is like almost impossible. Yeah, uh, so he, he was a, a, a great guest. So um, now you are you are a very busy person, also, and you know we're talking about time management. You have you have a child. You have a full time job plus some. Um, you, you do the, the horse radio thing with me, which takes up several hours of your week and which we make very little money doing. We do it because we love doing it and love talking to really cool people. And, and yet you still find time to ride your horse. So how do you find the time to ride your horse? Is it a matter of, you just have to say, you have to schedule it. I'm going to do it regardless of everything else. You know, um, depending on different phases in, in your life, you have to schedule things. I find that if I put it in the calendar, um, people leave me alone. So like I actually put all of my activities, all my daughter's activities and all my husband's activities on Google calendar and we can share them. Obviously my daughter's too young too, but my husband and I can share so we can see what kinds of things each other has going on. And so if my husband sees that I want to go for a trail ride on Sunday afternoon, he's not going to schedule anything or he'll talk about it. You know, he'll say, Hey, I see you're going out for a ride or so using little tools like that helps. Um, and, th- and that helped for so long. But now um, I'm sort of in this transition phase where I just need to squeeze in a ride whenever I can. So what I focus on doing is getting all my work done in a chunk of time so that I leave, you know, my afternoons open or I leave my, all- my mornings open so I can ride. And then I plan on getting all my work done in the afternoon. The key, I think, is planning. Yeah, I do, too. I And, you know, I've gotten a lot busier now that we're doing 8,500 shows, it seems like, on the on the network here. And I also consult full, t- you know, pretty much full time with other companies. Right. So it, it has become more difficult to find time for for yourself, uh, you myself in this case. Um, and I'm sure that that is just a common thing. And I I think the only way you can do it successfully is is to plan. And nobody really wants to have their schedule down to the minute. But right. sometimes that's the only way you get it. You get the fun get stuff it done. In. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, in people will hear in our um, interview with Emma Winter is that, you know, sometimes, especially us moms, we tend to uh, you have to give yourselves over completely to your kids because it's just that's just the nature of very young children. And so, you know, we're talking about books and stuff. And sometimes I just <laughs> lock myself in the bathroom. I have to take a bath or a shower anyway. So I just go into the tub and grab a book. And it's, you know, if I get 10 minutes of reading time, it rejuvenates you. You know, it's they're just little little moments of time that you can steal here and there. But if you do the right things in those pockets of time, you can find yourself wonderfully refreshed. And you know, you know I think I think too that the Americans it's funny, we have a friend who works with a guy who is from Morocco. And he always is telling her Americans are so uptight. Because over there, you know, they'll get up and they'll go to work and then they have their two hour siesta and they have a big meal during that time. And, you know, mm-hmm. they have a big family. It's a family time uh, during the two hour lunch break and uh, siesta. And then they go back to work and they may work till six or seven o'clock and then they all get together again. Uh, and, you know, he, he just keeps telling her over and over again, Americans are so uptight. We're so, yeah. you know, wrapped up in things that uh, we, we forget to take time to do anything for ourselves. That's all the more reason to get out on your horse. For me, it's the only time that I can shut it all off, that, that the rush rush of everyday living goes away because it has to. You, you have to relax. You have to focus on your horse. And um, it, it's like, you know, that, that rush rush of life pushes you along and then you er, slam on the brakes, say, wait a minute, I'm going out for a trail ride. I'm going out for a hack. Or I'm going hunting, whatever it is that, that you do that relaxes you. Um, you know, even schooling your horse, training, competing, whatever. At the end of the day, it's something that um, reinvents your soul every time you do it. Or you know, refresh it, you know? Com- and, yeah, and you know what? It, it can be even as little as people complain about cleaning stalls. Yet I always found that a time when, you know, this doesn't require a whole lot of thought. 
Um, and it is a decompression time almost. It's like, you know, this is just, it is what it is, and it, it's, a, it's a break. It is. <laughs> it's, it is. You know, even cleaning a stall can be, can be that time. Now, I listen to a lot. What, what I found works, too, and you can do this while riding. I know people do it listening to our show, is I listen to a lot of podcasts and books, books on, on my iPod, uh, Audible Books. And, you know, that's my time. So if I'm walking a dog or, you know, going out to the barn or whatever it is, I'm always listening to either a podcast or or an a, a audiobook, and the audiobooks really do help me relax. I find that even more relaxing than than reading, uh, you know, a hardcover book. So, you know, that it is interesting the different ways that people... I'm, I'm interested to... We'll talk to Emma, and we'll see uh, how she does it with her really, really busy schedule that makes ours look like we don't do anything at all. Yes, so. I know. The woman is truly a superhero. <laughs> yeah. Well, but first, let's, let's announce our winners. Uh, you know, last month, Equestrian Collections, we had them on to talk about fall and winter wear, and they were kind enough to donate several things along with Mountain Horse. And we had a, the uh, con to sign-ups ran for over a month. And today we're going to announce the winners of those cool products. And as you know, Equestrian Collections provides the whole universe of Equestrian shopping at your fingertips. And especially now, you need to get over Equestrian Collections for your, for your holiday shopping. They have a ton of stuff over there that you can buy for the holidays for gifts. And you just want to check them out before you go anyplace else. I guarantee you'll be able to find something for everybody over there. She has a, so much cool stuff. And we're happy to announce that next week we're having equestrian collections back for the holiday gift buying episode so Woo-hoo! that's one of your your favorites and my favorites we're gonna we're gonna spend some time with them on on what cool things they have like we did last year yeah, gonna, chris picks out cool stuff they're gonna like, we gotta give yep, props to chris for yep, that she does right. pick out great stuff and they're gonna bring 10 items on and we're gonna talk about them and they'll be the 10 recommended items from the stable scoop radio show and equestrian collections so we thank equestrian collections for that you can see all of their cool stuff at equestrian collections But now the winners of the donated items from Equestrian Collections. The first was a Mountain Horse Ladies Arena jacket, which is a very nice, comfortable, waterproof jackets that they had. And I think it was in the blue color, wasn't it, that they Yes, uh, it was, that beautiful pale blue. Do you want to tell us who the winner is? Oh, boy. Well, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The winner of the Mountain Horse Ladies Arena jacket is Cheryl Good. And she's from, oh, I'm going to butcher this. Mishawaka, Indiana. I think that's how you say it. Mishawaka, Indiana. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So congratulations to Cheryl. to Cheryl. We'll be writing to you to get your size that you're going to need for that jacket. And that's $145 value, actually. So that was a nice, nice thing. Nice job, Cheryl. And then the and next then... one was Horsewear New Market Human Throw Rug. You know those uh, New Market rugs that the horses wear that are the yellow and the red? And well, cozy is... looking and yeah. gorgeous. This is actually a, a human throw rug for like on your couch. And mm-hmm. in the same great colors, too. So uh, that was uh, donated by, uh, by Equestrian Collections and Horseware. So who was the winner of that? That a, a gal right from right here in New England, Leslie Carcos, and she's from Foster, Rhode Island. So congratulations to Leslie. You can cuddle up on your couch with your beautiful Newmarket throw. Do you know where Foster is? I have no idea. I do, yes. It's yeah. in the northwest part of the state. Okay. Well, yeah. So it's more I, towards still... Connecticut then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a very, very horsey area. Cool. And then a Mountain Horse Unisex Ultra Socks. The Mountain Horse Ultra Socks that are perfect uh, to complement your winter boots and keep you warm all winter long. And the winner was... Skyla Alguire. And I'm sorry, Skyla, if I didn't say your last name right. Skyla Alguire. And she is from Salem, Oregon. So congratulations to Skyla. Wow, good job. Cheryl, Leslie, and Skyla will be in touch to get your products out to you. And congratulations, and thanks for signing up to everybody that did. There was a lot of them, and we we do appreciate that. And we also thank Equestrian Collections once again for sponsoring that giveaway. We appreciate it very much. Well, I think it's time to get to our guests. What do you think? Oh, yes. Emma Winter. She is Lovely. I I just adore Emma Winter. Emma has been an active equestrian for many years. She has a long history of representing Great Britain, both in the United Kingdom and in the United States. Um, She's an eventer. She's a a professional athlete and uh, rider. Uh, Her most recent accomplishments include uh, representing Britain at both the 2005 Rolex um, Kentucky Four Star and the 2005 Burley uh, Four Star. 
Now, in 2006, Emma was one of the top two finishers for Great Britain um, at Rolex Kentucky. And, uh, you know, she's she's pretty much set up there as an international three-day competitor. Uh, Emma and her husband, Mike Winter, of the Canadian Olympic three-day event team, together run Wayfarer Eventing. And they're working out of a brand-new farm in Gloucestershire, England, uh, after spending many years in Noonan, Georgia. So Emma and Mike had made the decision recently to return to England um, for a number of reasons, but all all good ones, and it was a, a smart move for Emma and Mike and their family and, and their horses. Now, Emma's got so much going on in her life. She has two beautiful girls, little girls, uh, a full training and competitive schedule, students. They have dogs. They have horses. They have the new business, um, all kinds of things going on. So we're going to hear just how Emma balances it all out. Hi, Emma. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. <laughs> So you've had a very busy year this year, and we're interested in hearing all about it. Um, but I want to start with a snapshot of your life these days. Tell us a little bit about uh, your family, your horses, the new farm, and how you went from Georgia to the UK. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I know, that's a um, lot. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, well, really, I'm obviously from Great Britain anyways. and um, I couldn't been tell. In <laughs> I know it's starting to come back. Some people around here still say every now and then you have a little bit of an American twang, but living in Georgia for as long as I did, it was, you know, obviously going to be there. Now you sound Southern but, English, is that it? Um, yes, I guess so. I didn't know. Yeah. Just, hum- just humor him, Emma. <laughs> yeah, Southern English, that's right. A few y'alls thrown in there for the... <laughs> yeah, every now and then I'll drop it and people will kind of take a double, you know, double take. What, what was that she just said? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it creeps in. I was there for a long time and so it, um, it doesn't just go away overnight, but, um, so anyways, I'm from over here and, um, you know, born and raised over here. And then I guess I went to the States in like 93 and did horses, went to work for Carl Bucart, who um, worked for him for three years. He was a great person to work for in Kelly Temple. And um, and then after that, I met Mike and we started our business and um, had our first daughter in um, 2000 and one, um, Amelia, and moved to Noonan in Georgia and really stayed there for, for the entire time, had a big business. And then um, after that, Mike going to the Olympics last year, we really kind of decided that we probably needed a little bit of a change um, for our careers and our business and, you know, looking towards having a larger family with Lily coming. So we wanted to be more competitive and, um, you know, on an international field and decided we really was time that we moved somewhere where we were going to be in a, a, a more international field of competitors. So that kind of looked around and decided that, you know, England was probably going to be the best bet for that. And, you know, um, living in England, too, it's so nice when you're an eventer in England because you just don't have to go far to get to events. No, no, I know. I think the biggest shock was when we got back here, having to do it all in one day. You know, it was we had the luxury of going to these competitions in the States where, you know, you pack up and you're gone for like three or four days and you pack everything up. Because it takes you a day to drive there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But then you're there and you're with your whole group of people and there's a big camaraderie with that when you go to competitions in the States, which is not so much over here just because you get in and out. You know, you're there for probably two hours. You get there, get your number, walk your cross-country course, walk your show jumping, get on, warm up, and you basically go from one discipline to the next. So you do your dressage, and then within an hour, you do your show jumping, and then within another hour, you do your cross-country. So, I mean, you, we can go to a competition um, and be home for tea. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it's yeah. great. Leave in the morning. We Well, it's obviously very early. Drive to a competition, do our events, the horses back on the lorry, get home, put them up and be home in time, you know, for children to go to bed at a decent time. So do you, do it's really Do you take really the kids different. with you? Oh, yeah, of course. They go everywhere with us. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Amelia was going to shows when she was, you know, just a newborn and Lily the same. So it's just a part of our life. And 
we do accommodate them obviously we're not competing as heavily now as we were when we were in the states and um but but yeah i mean they come everywhere with us i'm not the type of more well, neither of us are the type of parents that we have a child and then we you know put them into into nursery right away it's just not the way we wanted to do it and so we tried really hard to make it so that our lifestyle is such that we can take them everywhere we go obviously Amelia's in school now but so we kind of fit around that and now she does pony club and so it's her time at the moment as well she started competing and doing all that so but but no we we try and really make sure that everywhere we go we have them with us so and I assume that you were pony club too weren't you probably yes I did pony club which I absolutely loved and was you know, lived for it basically and was mad pony clubber and did everything. And um, so it really wasn't um, really wasn't an option when we're in the States because it wasn't in our, our area. Right. So well, much. I was, was going to say in England, for those that aren't aware, pony club is huge and, mm, yeah. and fox hunting is huge too. So you probably hunted uh, some as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. I hunted. Um, I was in the Blackmore and Sparkford Vale pony club, which is, down in kind of Dorset, Somerset area, and it's it was a huge, um, really, really um, good pony club with that was affiliated with the hunt, and so we hunted on the weekends in hunting season, and and it was great. And Amelia too, she just went hunting for the first time um, over half term, which was a couple of weeks ago, and she had a fantastic time. And it was, um, you know, it, it's different now. It's called trail hunting here now because obviously with the ban and everything. So right. they, um, it was children's meet. So there was probably about 30 children out and she belongs to the Cotswold Hunt now, Pony Club. And um, she had a great time. She was, went out for about three hours and, wow. and yeah, it, yeah, it's really, she really, really, she loved it. So it was great. They just kind of, she's got a really nice pony that we just bought her and he was, he was very well behaved and um, she, she, she had a great time. And then, of course, she did some um, little shows and stuff and then um, pony club instruction with the um, instructors that they have and she's really did, enjoying it. So, Did you go out with her? Well, we went on foot because I, we didn't actually have a horse that we thought would be suitable to take. So we weren't going to risk it by <laughs> right. embarrassing ourselves having <laughs> some young horse that acted up and be sent home. <laughs> you didn't want to take one of your four-star horses? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we, we, I decided Mahogany Chief would not be suitable to take Fox County. And he would completely show me up and embarrass me. So he got at home. Mike tried to go on foot on the lead with her on the lead line, and after about three minutes of running beside her, he just ran out of breath and said, "I just can't yeah, do that." I can see Mahogany Chief way ahead of the hounds. Uh, oh yeah, me too. God, I'd be sent home. It's so embarrassing. They kick Amelia out of Pony Club for sure. So no, that. Okay, so, so this is. I'm, I, the the more I talk to you, the more impressed I get. So you've got. Two daughters. You have uh, Amelia, who's uh, you said eight years old, and then Lily is nine months. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Then you have um, uh, obviously Mike in, in his competitive schedule. You've got your own horses yep. to to bring along. You've got mm. students as well. Yeah. Um, yes. That is a heck of a lot of response. But you have dogs too, don't you? Yes, we we are probably the only people in the world that flew two off the side of the road ditch dogs from Georgia to the UK (laughs) but yes we imported our very own um yes mixed breed dogs from Georgia which we would never have left so no we we brought them with us and so you you have all of these um responsibilities and all of these hats to wear how Mm. how do you do it without keeping your head on I mean with keeping your head on straight or or is your head on straight um, I mean, uh, it's a partnership that, you know, Mike and I have and there's equal responsibilities, I think. So the girls that we have with us that came from the state, we have three girls that came with us that are um, that were competing at the preliminary level over there and one star level. Their parents asked if they could come with us. So oh, wow. they are over here at school. Yep. And um, they have their three horses with us as well. And they have had quite a full-on schedule um competing since they got here and so they're with us too um but really it's you know it's like like i say it's equal responsibilities i mean we 
drive them around. We drive their horses around. We it, it is pretty hectic, but we are very organised, and you know we just try and make sure that you know we don't let it get on top of us. How old are they? Are they you know, teenagers as well? The the three? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we've got the twins. That's Sarah and Olivia Kamensky. They are seventeen and just turned 17, and then Catherine Dunlap, she is um, just turned 16. And you know, so yeah, they're all teenagers. We had uh, we had the same thing where we you know we had a large barn and training barn and everything. And and you, what people don't realize that have never done that before is that when when they become a part of your life like that, especially in your situation now, they are your kids. You're responsible yeah. for them. I mean, yeah, absolutely. it really is like having three additional children in your house. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, and we're saying, okay, guys, now. Do you need to make some friends so that you have some social interaction, you know, <laughs> but you're not allowed to stay out past such and such a time. And you know what I mean? But um, no, they're great kids. And they, Catherine has actually been spending the summers and, well, all of her holidays with us for several years now. She bought a horse from us when she, when she was 11. Her parents bought a horse from us. And so she's been a big part of our lives for a long time. And Amelia calls her a big sister and, and everything. So it's quite, um, she's already a big part of our family anyways. Um, and then the twins, I mean, they, you know, they, it was just something they've always wanted to do. And their mother approached us about it and they are really sweet, very kind, very quiet girls and they fit in really well. So, I mean, we are, we're very accommodating. We always have had lots of people in and out of our house and our lives having the business that we had. And, you know, we had a lot of young riders that rode with us and, and it just, we've always been like that. So it's not a big deal for us. We've gone to a much smaller business now where we only have eight horses and it's much more relaxed and, you know, it's just, it's and more it's manageable. nice. Yeah, much more manageable. I mean, we, ha- we went from having 18 horses in training and something like 30 students and four members of staff now to just this really small operation, which is exactly what we wanted to do. We bought um, one young horse. We're going to Ireland on Thursday to look at two more for ourselves. So we're just, you know, we're just kind of doing it a little bit more for us now. Mike's already started getting some help from Rodney Powell um, and I'm going to start getting some lessons from a dressage professional locally probably around here so you know we're just we're just kind of trying to feel our way into things we're not obviously wanting the the size of operation that we had before so so that's what's different about you know our business now but, it sounds um, too but, like you have a very, um, you have an, an approachable, embracing type of perspective or approach on who you bring into your your family. And when I say family, yeah. I mean your students and and the girls that came over with you. And and I think when you are warm and embracing like that, it tends your support system tends to build itself. Yeah. And it kind of sounds like that's how, how it is for you, that you just suddenly, just through your relationship building and everyday living, you've got this wonderful support system that lets you do all the things that you want to do, yeah? Yes, I, 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 yeah, I agree. Because, you know, when we left the States, that was a big decision for us to make that because we felt like, you know, it was something that we had to do for our children and it was also something that we had to do for ourselves. And but then when we started talking to people and the reactions that we got, you know, it was really a hard decision because we felt like we were letting a lot of people down, you know, because they had been with us for a long time and they were part of our lives. They weren't just a paycheck at the end of the month, you know, and Mm. they most of our clients have been with us for eight or 10 years. And that is a long time to have a group of clients that or are your friends, you know? And so that was really, you know, we all went on holiday together. We went out to dinner together. We had Christmas parties. We, I had a Christmas party every year for all of our clients. And, you know, we went through kind of ups and downs in everything, whether it's personal or professional. And so we had a huge support group that was, was quite hard and quite, especially for Mike, I think, coming to a country he'd never lived in before and not knowing anybody, quite daunting, but, um, you know, the place that we've come to, we're just renting, you know, half of the, what's called a yard, but half of the barn over here. Um, 
and everybody is just so nice. We've been super lucky because the people that we rent from and the people that rent the other side, there's liveries, which is like a boarding barn. They are so kind and so sweet and so nice and, and interested, but not nosy. Do you know what I mean? Which is, is, is lovely. And we're very fortunate. So so it's been a very easy transition for us in that respect, you know. And, you know, so, I know uh, we were, um, you were over here, actually, and speaking of support, uh, you were over here in April, and Mike was uh, competing. Were you competing at Rolex, or was it just Mike? No, it's just Mike. I just had, Lily was born in February. So I that would have been pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did compete three weeks after she was born, and then keep on going almost every other All weekend. All right, well, you're but... just playing nuts there, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it all like my that was funny because the first competition I went to it was a horse that I had competed before but I hadn't competed in a long time and so my goal for that competition was to just stay on. <laughs> on oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because how, how long did you ride? What? Uh, how many months did uh, you ride to in your pregnancy? Well, I rode up till about just after Fair Hill because Mike was getting. Um, wonderful wheel ready for fair hill and so i was riding him quite a bit on the flat sorry you were riding up to like five months then uh yeah well i rode for a bit after that so probably up to about six six months and that was the most and then it was uncomfortable so i I didn't want to do it anymore after that so i just did a lot of lunging and a lot of teaching (laughs) so um and i think i was actually teaching like the morning lily was born on the Wednesday, I think I was teaching on the Tuesday before I went into labor. So I was, you know, just like with Amelia, mucking out to the very end. <laughs> well, do you actually, know? Oh, I think I'm getting some stomach pains. I might need to go and see the doctor. <laughs> that gives me an idea for a future show, Glenn. We definitely have to do pregnancy and riding. <laughs> oh, God. There I are think some we'll, let, we'll let Emma me... co-host that one and I'll okay. sit that one out. Okay. <laughs> oh God! I remember being up there at almost seven months and I, my ligaments wow. and my hips had, had just finally started to really change and soften. <laughs> I couldn't hold myself up. I know. Well, it was weird. It was the getting off I felt odd. And when I would try and go from the walk to the trot, Lily would kind of move herself around and I was like, oh, this just doesn't feel right anymore. I've got to stop now. <laughs> Well, do you know, you like, lived in Georgia. Do you know the uh, Pollards then? Oh, yeah. And I, and yeah, yeah. Oh, very well. Because Natalie, obviously, I've, I've known her since she was 13 because I worked for her father. For, oh, you, know, you did? So okay. Well, as a matter of yeah. fact, it's, you're going to be interested to know that they're, they're on the eventing radio show this week, both of them. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, Michael and Natalie. It's Natalie, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, yeah. No. They're doing, um, they're doing, uh, uh, we're doing a series on couples in the sport of eventing. And oh, okay. uh, they, they were one of the next ones to do. And, and she commented, this is why I thought I asked you that question. She commented that she rode up to seven months also. So yeah, uh, it's just a crazy tough. eventer thing, I think. I know. And she um, she's pregnant with twins, isn't she? Yes, she is. She just announced that <laughs> actually on the show. I guess that's the first time uh, that she had uh, publicly announced that she's uh, yeah. going to have twins. Yeah very exciting for them because I knew that they wanted to have more so that's great yeah no that's neat and you know there are quite a few uh, venting couples uh, more than other sports I would think I more than other disciplines let's say um, there's a lot of venting couples out there and I think it's partly the nature wouldn't you think of the way I want to come back to Rolex then but, but don't you think it's the nature of of the sport that it, it, it lends it's itself so all to that encompassing yeah. That, yeah you kind of have to yeah. have whole family involved and Yes, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would have to say yes. So let's get, Probably, back to, I mean, let's get back to Rolex a little bit, and I don't want to dwell on it. I just wanted to say, you know, you had an unfortunate incident there where, where one of Mike's horses actually died uh, during the day at, at Rolex. And, and how important is the support of the eventing community after that, and then also, did you get any negative feedback after after that event? Um, yeah, Rolex was not obviously a good competition for us because um, that was the horse that Mike took to Beijing and had had for quite a while, and had really he took into the Pan Ams as well, and really they had a good partnership, and he was not the easiest horse, so it was very difficult for Mike to have that happen and. 
you know, we did have a very, a very good support group there, which, which was important because, you know, obviously it was in the public eye and that's always very hard. And we don't like our sport to be seen in, in that way, but we did have some negative feedback, which is, you know, the way it is, I think, you know, I think anytime something like that happens, people that aren't, in your situation or don't actually have all the information do give their opinion it's not always they're not correct and they don't really know what happened and they don't know the situation and so it's it's very hard and it can be very very cruel and unfortunately people do it it to try and educate other people I think or to try and make people aware of you know whatever reasons but in actual fact, we were surprised and shocked at how many people were incredibly supportive. And, you know, one lady from Alabama, I know she made a donation in Kingpin's name to the USCA. They have, um, I think there's a, no, I think there's a medical foundation somewhere that she made a, a donation to in his name. And, 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 and cards from people that we, we have never met and we don't know and, phone calls and emails and it I mean it was just unbelievable the support that that we got and it was you know it was a very hard time especially for Mike but for all of us involved but um people were were kind and thoughtful and I'd say that was the the general consensus that we got I mean 90 percent of people were were unbelievably supportive because you never know until you're in that situation, you know, how you're going to feel. So it's, it was a very hard time, but people were, were lovely. And we have a very good support group that all rallied around and were really kind. So it was, you know, even though it was a bad experience and not something that we obviously ever want to experience again, unfortunately in our sport, things happen. And, and, you know, that's the risk that we take when we go out and we try and make sure that the horses are fit and healthy and, and to the best of our ability and our knowledge, but you just never know with something like that. And yeah, we should, just, uh, Emma, should, we yeah, should so. say too that the, uh, from what I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that the autopsy showed that uh, Kingpin wasn't injured at all in any way, actually, from jumping the obstacle, uh, that the, uh, it was related, the death actually was related to natural causes. Yes, he, um, he had an abdominal bleed out, which I, I'm not a vet, so I don't really want to explain it too much. But I think it basically was he had a little hole in his intestines and it ruptured and it bled into his stomach and he died that way. So it was really nothing to do with, you know, the fact that he was tired and being pushed past his limit, which was a lot, what a lot of people said, or he had, you know, um, a brain aneurysm or anything like that. It was nothing to do with that. Right. So it um you know it was something that could have happened at any time it's just unfortunate that it was in the public eye and and mike said when he came around the corner to the jump he thought the horse was being his he could be quite irish and a little bit nappy and when he sees the barn he likes to go towards the barn and that was why mike got the ride on him but he um he thought he was doing that as he slowed down the horse kind of slowed down and mike said come on billy you know come on don't do this now you've been so good and gave him a little you know encouragement hit him and he said he didn't occur to him for three seconds that that he didn't respond when he tapped him with the whip he said nothing happened and he just thought oh my god and then he started pulling to try and slow him down and it was literally it must have been eight strides in front of the fence and he said i just knew we were gonna something was very, very wrong and we were going to fall. And I just tried to do everything I could to stop. And when I knew I couldn't stop, I just tried to help him over the fence or lift him over the fence so he didn't end up in the ditch. It was very, very hard for Mike, you know, because that was his really close friend. And and he always says, you know, I just remember Billy for the wonderful things that he did for me that, you know, he got, he took me to that Olympic Games. He took me to the Pan Am Games. And the very best times were when Amelia was little and he and Amelia would go out hacking together and Billy would, you know, go up trotting in front and Amelia would be on her pony moon pie cantering behind and those type of things. You know, not all the rosettes that he won with him and all the prestige, but the good times at home when 
you know, Amelia would sit on Billy and when he had his rugs on and she would be led down the aisle on him. You know, those type of moments are what what make a horse a great horse in, in our mind. And that was the biggest loss, that part of him, you know. His family. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. People just yeah. see the snapshot on your during your events. They see a very small piece of um, of your family. And, and yeah, it's and so I guess it, it now are either of you a little bit gun shy with the horses that you have in your barn now have has that um, changed the way you uh, has that changed you? I mean, obviously, it's these things. I think I hate to say it, but these sad things in life mature us. Um, yeah, as, I think so. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, Mike, Mike was very uh n- tentative the first time he went to an event after that you know because obviously it's like when you fall off I think and you have a bad injury and you go back to a competition I mean he he was he didn't know if he ever wanted to do it again you know after losing a horse like that and I probably would feel even more so that way just because I'm female and I you know they are my they are you know I still have my old advanced horse and he will never go anywhere and we've flown him to England so he could retire later on you know I mean it's it's not, it, they are your best friend. And, and so it's just, um, yeah, I mean, it makes you gun shy in a way, but unfortunately, you know, you have to make a decision if you continue in this sport and you want to be, you know, the very best and all that kind of stuff that you have to, you have to, you know, just kind of get on with it, I guess. And, and that's, that's the way it is. So I, I don't know. Well, Emma, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what do you have coming up? What's in the barn right now? Is there uh, prospects well, here? Well, we have a very, we have a very nice two-star horse that um, that um, Mike took to um, Western Park, um, which is a two-star here, and he did very well. He was eleventh out of I think eighty something starters, um, and he's going to try and take him to um, Bramham in the three-star next summer that's a horse american horse called unstealable that um belongs to a, a man from alabama called um jim walker he's been a great owner of ours for a number of years so that's um a really really wonderful prospect that we think would be is going to be a great contender for london and what's so that name unstealable okay so we'll look for that yep. one in the olympics huh Yes, hopefully. He's an American thoroughbred. He is a phenomenal horse. I mean, just unbelievable jumper and is, you know, very, very, very athletic horse. So hopefully he'll be, he'll be something for that. And, and you, both um, ride, you both ride for what country? Well, Mike rides for Canada. He's gone to two Olympics. He's with Athens with a horse called Belista um, that belonged to um, a great owner and friend of ours called Emmeline Laughlin, who lived in Newman. And then, um, then he went to um, Hong Kong or Beijing um, with the Kingpin horse. So he um, he rides for Canada, and he's done two also Pan American Games. And then I have um, always ridden for Great Britain. Um, I thought about changing my nationality for a while there um, to ride for Canada when I had my horse was quite doing quite well at the four star level. But then I just decided that. You know, I I stick with Great Britain. <laughs> so, <laughs> and now that you're back, they let you in. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's that's who I've always ridden for, and you know they have a great support group. And whenever I rode internationally, uh, you know, abroad, they it was very nice. Had a lot of team support and stuff. So so it's great. I mean, you know, that's that's. I think we'll stick with that. I don't think Mike has any desire to try and ride for Great Britain. I think he's very happy riding for Canada and. You know, they, um, David has been a, a great addition to their support group. So he's, he's very happy with that. And he thinks that, you know, that the, the, the Canadian eventing um, is really going in the right way. So he, he's happy with that. Yeah, we actually, you... we actually have um, Jessica Phoenix is our spotlight uh, rider for Canada, actually, for the World oh, Equestrian yeah. Games. And, oh, wow, yeah, because yeah. she did very well at Blenheim, didn't she? Yes, yeah, she did, and, that, you know, she was also uh, supposed to be on the team, I guess, uh, for, for Canada for the Olympics. She was a... Uh, yeah. And then had an unfortunate uh, incident there, but 
But what a lovely girl she is, too. We, we're, we're ha- it's just a joy. As a matter of fact, I'm speaking to her today. She does tips for our Horse Tip Daily program. And, uh, <laughs> oh, excellent. Yeah, she's oh, that's fun. Good. You're she's... very international, then, aren't you? Yes, we are, actually. We're we, working we, on we, it, and you're really, helping us, Emma. We listen, this show is listened to in 32 countries. Uh, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah so we, we get oh. around a little bit. Um, yeah, all right, now I have, I have one last cheeky little question, and... and okay. um, Okay, because, you know, we talked to Gina Miles, and she was on board. We had Ashley Bond. She was on board. Have you... Oh, no, I know what's coming. (laughs) Have you read Twilight? No. Oh, she's with me then. (laughs) No. I think... Isn't it this new movie about vampires and... But forget all that. Forget all that. When you have two minutes to yourself, which I know is very rare... Never. <laughs> Go in the basement or the bathroom or somewhere. Lock the door for five minutes and read Twilight. You will then okay. read the next three books in the series, and then oh, we're going to have you back for another interview because you will not think that it's you like, like Harry Potter for adults. It is really, <laughs> it is. I think it is. It is so absorbing, and it is such a wonderful little mental vacation for those of us who have all kinds of balls in the air. And, oh, okay, great. And and so just let and you can just say that Helena recommended it, and then <clears throat> when you're done reading all four books, you can thank me then. <laughs> okay. Or cursor, <laughs> I'll try one or the and other. Put that into my schedule somewhere. <laughs> you know, between brushing my teeth and washing my hair. <laughs> that's how it has to happen. Audiobooks, yeah. Emma. Audiobooks. They work great. Yes, exactly. Well, that's Amelia's discovering those. She's she's um, well, we're not reading, but we're listening to all the raw raw books at the moment on our in the drive backwards and forwards to the. <laughs> do, you, do you have any plans to come back to the U.S. to do clinics or anything like that? Um, well, I was actually supposed to come back, um, but it's just been so hectic since we got here that I had to postpone stuff. Um, and everybody's clamoring, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? We, we want to set up clinics, and I probably will come back more likely in the new year before your competition season starts over there to do like a week of doing different places, you know, I go to. So, um but yes, I, we do. We do. Um, Mike will probably do a lot of Canada. He does, um, you know, like um, some in Vancouver and some in Ontario. And then I do a lot in the South, Montgomery, um, you know, uh, Athens area, all kind of around there. So okay. we'll probably, yes. And will come you will you that. both come back? Uh, we realize you probably won't be riding with the horse situation, but will you both come back for the World Equestrian Games to watch? Um, probably, yes. Um, I think if the horse that, um, Mike has is probably a little bit, possibly a bit green for that. Yeah, I don't think that he'll be thinking of him for that. But, um, yes, I think we would like to attend, obviously, because it's going to be a fabulous competition. And it's, you know, that's, Kentucky is such a fantastic venue to have it that I think that it's going to be unbelievable. You know, it's, I think Kentucky is one of the premier facilities in the world. I just, you know, for, for eventing, I mean, it's just, we love going to Kentucky and we would go all the time, you know, through the year, not just for Rolex, but for other competitions that they put on at that facility because it's, it's so, you know, easy. <laughs> and it's getting better and better every day, let me tell you. I live about three yeah, miles sure. from it, so. Oh, uh, wow, yeah. gosh. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you over here next year, both of you. If you come over for the well, WEG, we'll, we'll try and meet up with you, uh, maybe yeah, have great. a little chat. And yeah. uh, it's been fun having you on, and we wish you all the best of luck here through the holidays, too. Enjoy it back in England. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm doing a real Christmas, big Christmas here for three days with all the different parts of my family, which Mike is thrilled about. <laughs> we'll, we'll be over. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be over. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, knock on the door. Sunny Thursday. And Christmas pudding. That's right. Thank you so much. <laughs> and we, you know, nobody could be busier than you. So for taking the time out of your day to uh, to sit down and chat with Glenn and I, we really, really appreciate it, Emma. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for for thinking of me. I appreciate it. Well, that was great to have Emma on all the way from England. It is so much fun. I love her accent, too. By the Don't way. you, though? I do. You know, and I get to hear a lot of English accents with my co-hosts now. But, you know, it's just like here in the United States. All the accents are a little bit different depending on what part of the country they were from. It's true. So, so yeah. uh, she has a wonderful English accent, and, and, and uh, Mike's a lovely guy, too. So 
you know, they're really great people. Really, yeah. really great people. Yeah. And you can tell she's enthusiastic about what she does and and about her life. And we have we have we got one of the funnest emails uh, last week that we want to share with everybody, and we'll do that right after these words from Easy Signs Online. With the holiday season fast approaching, it's time to start thinking about gift giving. This year, consider an affordable, personalized sign that lasts for many years to come. The friendly folks at EasySignsOnline.com have the answer to your gift giving needs. From custom horse farm signs, entrance signs, stall name plates, vinyl banners, pet memorial markers, or even magnetic business signs for your truck or trailer. A great stocking stuffer idea for your gift-giving needs this year is a colorful, personalized nameplate from EZSignsOnline.com. They're great for horse stalls, barns, mailboxes, campers, dog kennels, and hobby farms. Using their unique website, you get to choose the options you want on a sign using a fun step-by-step ordering process. With custom sign prices as low as $19, you are sure to create a unique and memorable gift that fits within your budget. And to top it off, they are offering free shipping and up to 20% off listed prices today. See their website for details at ezsignsonline.com and start saving and give the gift that will last for many years to come. That's ezsignsonline.com or call 1-800-640-8180 for more information. Well, Helena, we, we're back, and we have an email that we wanted to read that we received from Dana, and Dana is a listener to the show, and I just loved, I don't know about you, but I loved this email, and I, I thought yeah. we should share it with everybody. It's a good one. Glenn and Helena B., I love your show. I am hooked and hooked up. I listen every day, whether it is in the car on my, or on my way home to and from work or on my bike with my iPhone. By the way, I listen to on my bike, too. You're not supposed to have the things in when you're riding your bike, but I, I, I figure they can give me a ticket. Uh. <laughs> I have become familiar with your voices, comfortable with your jokes, and ready to hear what new horse thing is looming in, on my horse horizon. You know, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was a good sentence till I started to say, think about comfortable with your jokes. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. I think sure. she's referring to you. Your uh, jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm not sure that's good. I have to write to her about that. I even like the cheesy theme song. It makes me pedal faster. <laughs> Bless I, your heart, Dana. That's the second time we've had people e- email and say it was a cheesy theme song. It's uh, so cheesy. It is cheesy, but it's fun. I it's find awesome. myself smiling every episode, even when my day has been tough. Thank you for your positive light banter and your interesting topics and guests. I have to admit that I'm somewhat of a horse geek myself. I just bought a one-ton diesel dually. Now, there's something to make every woman jealous out there. A one-ton diesel dually mainly because of the heated seats and the push-button seat memory. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) The only thing it lacks is an iPod dock for my iPhone so I can listen to my podcast through the sound system. The new car I bought, the new Toyota, has one of those. It's so nice. You just plug it in and you hear it through your sound system, all the podcasts. You can hear us through your sound system. So uh, she, we appreciate her emailing us about that. It is so nice uh, to hear from everybody. You can email us. Just go to stablescoop.com and look for the contact link at the top of the page. And we, we want to hear when you listen. We want to hear about your geeky gadgets and, and what you do, uh, what you're doing when you listen. It's just so much fun to hear from everybody and, and uh, comfortable with your jokes. <laughs> I got to think about that We're going to have to explore more. that. That's a whole show in itself. <laughs> Be sure to listen in next week as we have the Christmas gift episode. Yay! We'll have a little bit of Christmas music and... uh, Eggnog, eggnog. Eggnog and some gifts, and we'll make sure that we're good and silly by the time we start recording, and we'll have to make sure that Chris from Equestrian Collections is good and silly, and uh, we'll be ready. All right. And we'll That's have, not going to be hard to do. You don't want to miss that. And, of course, next week is Thanksgiving as well. So this show actually will go live the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. Isn't that a perfect time for the Christmas gift episode? It's perfect. So for it's those perfect. of you that don't want to go out and shop in the crowds, you can shop by listening to us and going then to Equestrian Collections and buying it, being all done in a couple hours. Don't have to worry about the hassle or nothing. Ah, oh, how nice is that? And how would that save you time so you can go ride your horse? And look at that beautiful tie-in I just did at the end of the show. That was perfect. Isn't that Equestrian collections equels saving time. And us, us, throw us. More riding. And listening to us. I love it. 
Yes, and listening to us. Okay, throw that well, you can listen first. to us anytime. You can listen to us, <laughs> except when you're riding. You shouldn't really listen to anything when you're riding. Except your bike. Then I give you my permission. Uh, well, maybe with one of your phone. That's what I do instead of two. Yeah. All, right. all right, everybody. It's been great to have you here, and we will talk to you all next week on Friday with the Christmas gift-buying episode. But until then, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful family time. Don't forget to drop some carrots off to the horses. And you too, Helena. Don't forget to drop some carrots or apples off to the horse on Thanksgiving. I will not forget. All right. We'll be back again next week, Helena, with... With the Christmas gift. Oops. Nick's blooper. We will be back. <laughs> Damn. Why don't we you do the whole be... thing? I need to do the whole thing. That's okay, what's messing okay. me up. Okay. So, you You know say... I'm leaving this in, don't you? No, you're not leaving this in. <laughs> not this episode. Maybe like a Christmas episode. <laughs> Where at least I can use eggnog as an excuse. <laughs> All right. Be sure to visit the horse. And we will be back next week, Glenn, with the gobble gobble scoop. I'm so going to leave that in. <laughs> <laughs>